I'm Dustin. And I'm Aaron. And this is the Baron's Hideout Podcast. Just want to take a few seconds to let you guys know where you can find us. You can find us on our socials at Twitter, which is just the BHO underscore podcast. And Aaron, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, my handle is um, one two E. And he's also on Twitter as and well. I'm also on Twitter as well. And you can also find us on Instagram, which is just the Baron's Hideout underscore podcast. We are also on TikTok, mainly for promotional reasons. We are not on there that much, but if you do want to go over there, it's just the BHO underscore podcast. And if you want to join these podcasts live, we stream every Saturday in between 8 and 9 p.m. on Twitch. And that's just twitch.tv slash hideout underscore podcast. And you can also find us on YouTube for our archives if you wish to not have to uh, partake in live portions or have to go and subscribe there you guys can find us on youtube which is just the baron's hideout underscore podcast also sell we do um, we have a teespring store there we make t-shirts hats mugs books. also and one last thing if you guys wish to support us the best way to do that is to go onto our patreon and that's just the baron's hideout underscore podcast you get early access to video and audio formats of every episode and that's just one dollar a month i'd like to thank you guys so much for listening this is dustin please enjoy the show stay spooky Podcast. I'm your host Dustin. My co-host Aaron. And today I have a very, very, very special guest on that we've been actually wanted to talk to for a while, and we're very surprised we're get her on. That is the amazing A Lynch, now the founder, creator, the brains behind Salem Horror Fest, and this is very special to me, um, especially to Aaron. Uh, there was a couple of years ago, uh, we were looking for local fests, stuff that were happening around the area, because we live in Massachusetts, Massachusetts, based um fest, as it has Salem Horror Fest on it, um, and I didn't know Salem was having anything, this is around, I think, 2017, 18? I think the first year we went, 
was there. Yes. Yep. Uh, so we went there, we met them, and we kind of just fell in love with everything that was going on. So we will let uh, uh, Mastermind had an introduce yourself. <laughs> Thank you for Thank coming you. on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. So great to see you, and uh, even in you know COVID times, it was cool to hang out with you. Yeah, it was. It was very crazy. Um, I'm glad that everybody there this year, you know, was very nice to everybody. I that's another thing that I want to say about this fest is how nice and supportive no, um, is. and welcoming everybody is there, whether it's the directors, the actors, viewers, uh, you yourself, you are always presentable and amazing there. You're always taking the time to, you know, kind of go and talk to everybody. Be super down to earth. And... Yeah, it's it's great. And um, I really do want to thank you for doing this every year. And I know you do literally everything yourself, uh, except for, like, probably, like, what, the six months leading up to get everybody to start screening movies and stuff like that, right? Yeah, we have a great jury. Um, you know, the submissions have blown up over the last couple of years, and so we've had to really grow that jury. So I definitely, it, it, when we started, I was watching. It was me me and two other people were watching them, but this year we had uh, almost 50 people on the jury. Wow. I was actually going to um, submit in to do it, but I was I was so buried in, like, everything else. Podcast. I was like, damn it! I would love to be able to watch this movie for everybody else and screen <laughs> it. But I was like, you know what? I'll let everybody else do it, and I'll just be the one that's going to go watch it. And then if this one strikes us, we'll come podcast. Did um for quite a few movies. We're um lucky enough to interview Rebecca Kennedy from Two Witches. Amazing. So that's another great opportunity and things that you have been able to give other people, um, outside of just what's happening in the walls of the fest it's amazing the reach that you know other podcasts and anybody can go and, and talk to anybody and but how most of the directors and the actors were there too were able to talk to them after their um showings it, it was for fun good way for people too like who aren't quite into horror yet to kind of mm-hmm. get introduced and you mm-hmm. know have a good start to getting into the yeah. scene you know Exactly. Um, so I wanted to ask, before Salem Horror Fest, you know, really became Salem Horror Fest, what, uh, what was your real main goal back then? Because I know you started with the shorts. This was in what year? 2000? Yeah. Before that. To 2015, I had done a program that was kind of like a mix of theater, shorts, and um, rock music in 2012. Oh, wow. And in, in 2013, but that was its own project. Um, that was Scary Mary and the Audio Corset. But then 2015 is when we started Wicked Shorts. And um, so we did 2015, uh, 2016 um, in October. We did the Shorts program. And then in 2018, I mean, um, 2016, we added a holiday one. So we, we did three um, in December. We did three wicked shorts programs before the actual festival was launched i really wish i knew about this then because that mm-hmm. seems fun just like really small you know amount of all these shorts and everything especially all the shorts that you get every year there's a lot of them 
there was more this year than I think there was last year. Um, and that yeah. was a virtual fest, and it was like, wow. It was, wow. what, two different days, and it, each day had um, different ones in it. And I was just blown away by how amazing um, all these artists, directors, actors, everything are. Because shorts, I always felt, was is more important than a full-length feature. Because you cram so much more into it, you know? It's yeah. just such a short amount of time. And you're trying to tell a story in, like, five minutes. It's amazing. <laughs> it's something that I want to do. I'm not a filmmaker. Um, we do have sort of something that we're working on right here behind the scenes that I want to do podcast. Um, but that's going to be something that's going to be episodes, if it aligns right with what I want to do. But that's something that I've wanted to do, is create, like, a short and just do it with friends and stuff and see if something sticks so seeing yeah just seeing the amount that you can gather every year is astonishing great and yeah um, it keeps growing this year we had 800 submissions it was so overwhelming are you already already getting submissions for next year or (laughs) we we haven't we haven't opened submissions okay so 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 not yet um but it was more than 100% increase over 2020. And yeah, the reason we had showed so many shorts is because I, I hate saying no. <laughs> I'm the <Yeah>. same way. <laughs> Honestly, um, I, I don't blame you. We, so typically in the past, our qualifying um, sort of time frame was two hours. So it would be the, the top rated two hours out of all the submissions that we receive. And um but there was just so many good ones um, okay. that I was like, all right, let's double it to four hours and turn it into, <laughs> we, we, did, we did two different programs that each got screened twice. Um, and then, of course, they were on the virtual program, but I started the, oh, uh, with Alter. We did a collection with Alter of yeah. some um, that, you know, that were high rated, but just couldn't quite make the cut. And so overall we ended up featuring over 50 individual shorts in one way or another uh it's crazy um but i'm really glad we were able to do that and very thankful to alter for um giving us that opportunity and i love the shorts i feel like there's not i wish there was a bigger audience for them in general i mean that's i feel the same way yeah, people who go to festivals appreciate them and they seek them out. But year round, like just, just sort of like normal uh, or not average media consumption, people don't, um, you know, the streaming platforms don't even usually have shorts. Oh, really? um, so I love to give that some extra love. It's, you know, always a great opportunity to support, you know, um, independent filmmakers. It's an opportunity for them to show off what they're capable of, to tell the stories that they want to tell. Um, you know, and, and you don't need a ton of money. I mean, everything, everything costs money, but you know, you can. The startup costs um, aren't quite as much as <laughs> a full mm-hmm. movie. And you're, yeah. and you're only limited by your imagination. So exactly. you can, you know, do it strategically and what i find is that the for horror festival the craziest shit or if you want to see the craziest shit watch the shorts for sure um because the um well because of the diversity of stories because it's easy yeah you know, lower bar of entry for people to to tell a, a short story you get a lot wider um sort of array of voices but and talent but also the format you know there's a lot of cool ideas that uh, that are 
couldn't support a feature. You know, That's and true. you're just like, this is sort of like mm-hmm. only one cool scene. I don't know how I turn it into a full movie. So because of that format and that freedom, the flexibility, I think you see a lot of crazier shit because you can see, you know, some things that will only really sustain, <laughs> you know, five minutes or whatnot. I agree on that a lot. And what we tell people who want to submit is, um, or, or wanted to create a short, and if you're interested in being in festivals, my biggest advice is to make it as short as it possible for that idea or that story. Um, precisely because, like I said, there's so many, you know, we have to fit in a certain time frame. And so I'd rather show more, you know, um, a lot more shorter films than just a couple longer ones. And so every, um, it's even more cru- crucial in a short than a feature that every minute sort of counts. You know, yeah, it's, exactly. everything's purposeful. Um, and then just from a jury standpoint, it's like we're watching so many. So to, you know, get a hook in quick and don't let your idea peter out. Just kind of keep it to, to it's like most. Straight to the point, um, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not to say, you know, if, if it's, requires to be you know if it, if, yeah. if it needs to be longer then make it longer but i just i always encourage people to just think efficiently in their story time. yeah i agree on that work smarter not harder exactly um especially well, and, and that can be harder you know, it can be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. especially with trying to get like a, a story out and you you want to get straight to that point that's definitely a way to do it make it as short as possible don't have a lot of people in them uh, unless you need a lot of people, but like usually the the fewer amount of people in a short, I feel like it comes across a lot easier and um, better in my opinion. Instead of like ones that have like fifteen, twenty people in them, and it's, it's like a five minute, on. yeah, yeah, like a five minute uh, short. You have twenty people. There's a lot of characters you have to run through. So just like yeah. keep it to like five and less, is my opinion. Anyway, yeah, watching I mean, a lot of these shorts. It's um, what I like about shorts with fewer characters or a single character even is it's a lot more intimate. Exactly. You feel like you know the character. Exactly. In some cases, you feel like you're there because you're (laughs) like, you know, the the witness to whatever's happening. Um, And uh, yes, and the um, everything that happens, I think, just becomes, seems more personal. Like, you know, it feels like you're more directly in their headspace and you're- You're experiencing it yourself. (laughs) Right, with them. So if you have multiple, you know, um, characters in the scene, you know, then that's, (laughs) you know, not everything has to be intimate. You know, not, you don't have to tell the intimate story, but like, what is, you gotta control the attention and control the focus. um, one other thing I do want to talk about this year was really special uh, for you and Salem Horror Fest because you were associated with the George A. Romero Foundation, which I thought was amazing. Like, how did this come to be? Did you reach out to them? Did they reach out to you? Um, I'm just very interested in how this whole thing kind of came together. Yeah, it was kismet. Um, I reached out to them because I wanted to start a fellowship program for our filmmakers and just find ways to allocate resources to support them. So um, 
I came up with the idea to to start this fellowship where we would uh, a mentorship program. So we would select a few filmmakers to be mentored by people you know currently working in the industry, and. Um, I wanted to name it after George because I think he just best represents sort of the grassroots punk rock, do it yourself uh, cinema and exactly. filmmaking. And, um, and I thought it would be a real, really cool, um, you know, the kind of spirit we want to evoke and support in other people. Um, you know, also him being a local filmmaker, you know, he, he did everything in Pittsburgh for a while, um, at, at least where he got to start. So I had reached out to them simply to just ask if we could use his name, like just to like dedicate it to Romero. And um, and they were like, you know, this is something we've actually been wanting to do, but haven't had the bandwidth. So it was kind of a perfect opportunity. So we just kind of teamed up. And awesome. you know, this is our first year. So we're, we're learning as we go, but this is, um, intended to grow over time as we figure out how we can, you know, uh, learn more about how we can better support filmmakers. Yeah, I think it's a great choice for the festival because um, it's like every year you, you're evolving. Uh, last year you had to evolve because of the pandemic, so you had to go to <laughs> the virtual fest. Um, that was also continued here, but it was later on um, in October. There was the you know the physical sit down beginning of October and virtual fest so yeah i think it's just a natural progression for for the fest and i can't wait to see what's going to be happening next year and what you have already going on in your mind of what you want to do or anything like that like we're super excited we'll be there for everything anything that you do we're always here and we try always to make sure that we're shouting you out because i think out of all the things that happen um especially in this day and age with like you know crazy political stuff, which you've definitely ran into a lot with, um, you know, had to change venues due to it, um, which was absolutely disgusting of what happened and everything. And I feel for what you had to do. Um, we fully support everything, all your views and political, non-political were always there. I love everything you preach and how you're always standing by your core values and you're never going to change mm -hmm. just to please somebody. You're doing it because you're doing it for you and to better um, everybody else and to make sure what you're doing is a safe haven for everybody trying to include as much people as possible I love that so much about you and I can't thank you enough for really being the voice for a lot of people who don't really have a voice especially in a horror um, there's a lot of people out there who you know, cling to horror because of how diverse and open the community is but there's also a lot of you know bad eggs in there yeah. Um, like any kind of yeah. like community <laughs> but i feel like um everybody including mm -hmm. yourself and with the fest have been really weeding them out and getting rid of them which is really good i see it a lot on on twitter a lot of people always standing with people and making sure people are protected when they're protected and the people who need Warning to be each other you know, mm -hmm. yeah kind of kicked out or like you get out of here go away so yeah that's definitely something that i i look up to you for is just how open and how much of don't give a shit like you just do what you need to do to get your <laughs> shit done and fuck everybody else who doesn't like it and um i don't know this is we need it more just feels people good. like you in this world <laughs> exactly and that's why i love this fest so much is because it's everything you stand for it's everything that you want to be out there everything that you 
want people to know about and over the past couple of years i've been seeing so many more people talk about it or podcasts picking it up which is amazing a lot more coverage everywhere i mean yeah people coming out with vhs's of your shorts now i mean that's it's a not really um you know a dead format because it is kind of coming back like with vinyls and everything cassette I, tapes and i have yeah, so many everything. vinyls and tapes now it's how old things are becoming things again people and, starting to appreciate it more yeah exactly mm-hmm. so seriously everything that you say is amazing and keep doing what you're doing fuck the haters seriously <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh my god, that is so sweet. Um, it's uh, it's a it's a lot. Like a lot. Like I, I can be quite dramatic, but it is with purpose. I mean, you gotta um, do what you gotta do, and you definitely do. You're just like, screw it. I'm doing it. I just like people need you... to know. Yeah, a big a big reason why I, you know I, I I decided to lean into it um, was you know when crazy things are happening in the world. Um, there's always the incentives to kind of like not address it are always greater than actually calling shit out. And 100%. so because of, because of that, you know, businesses, people, they don't want to rock the boat. They just kind of look the other way. And what I found, you know, in the, in the last five years, especially was when things just got more and more crazy and not, you know, not seeing people like talk about it, it makes you feel crazy. Like you're like, is anyone else seeing? <laughs> yeah, really? I, I'm on. Nobody on else that. see what's um, going on right now. <laughs> exactly. And so that was a big reason why I'm like, all right, it might seem dramatic or just self-centered to kind of like put these sort of political observations or statements out there. It's really just to be a voice that people can go, okay, it's not just me this is crazy someone else because there's so few that are doing that and um i know when i when i see people stand out like that or stick their you know their reputation and the name on the line um it does make me feel better to know um and being a horror festival it's also kind of like a sweet spot because um one i think it fits in with sort of the um sort of themes and the legacy of the horror genre um, to reflect the cultural anxieties. But also I can get away with a lot because we're a horror festival. So people can be like, you know, they can be, they can hate me or they can hate the fest and, you know, be loud and vocal complaining about it. But most of the world's going to say, okay, it's a horror fest. Who gives a shit? (laughs) That's very true. It really is. And it, that's so also really crazy to think too. It's horror has gotten so big over like people realize it because everybody's sticking other sides of the other types of genres. But mm-hmm. horror, as I want to say, as a community, not so much as like a. I mean, how many conventions are out there for um, comedies or um, dramas? <laughs> there isn't. Uh, horror convention yeah you don't go to a drama convention unless like you're at an actor or something drama that might be a separate thing but not for, like a public but even viewing, then you know? actors usually go yeah and then yeah like, exactly yeah and but, um yeah crazy to me still till this day push genre aside but then look at the box office and this year 
horror's been dominating everything. Think of all the, you know, remakes that are coming out, you know, new original movies. Even just, like, on Netflix exactly. and, like, you know. It's crazy that people are still to this day, it's like, yeah, it's just a horror movie. Yeah, whatever. But it's growing. Yeah, but that's, the, that's, our, that's to our advantage. I exactly, think. you know. And, like, <laughs> and mold all these new minds joining the community. Yeah. <laughs> that one's uh, everybody's part to do. We're also making and better for my opinion. Absolutely. But I don't know if there's any last topics you want to touch on for Salem Horror Fest if you have any next year or uh, anything else before we jump into this slightly short, weird review of um, Deadly Games, a.k.a. Valakoji. Uh, um, not much to tease right now. I'm just, um, you know, still relaxing. <laughs> well, I, I wish. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, you're probably always yeah. busy. <laughs> still, res- yeah, resolving, resolving all the 2021 and looking ahead to 2022. Um, so I, I definitely have some ideas, and um, you know, I'm talking to some venues, uh, and keeping an eye on COVID. That's the big thing right now. Yep, it's the just. Same. Yeah, get my booster shot next week. Can't wait. Awesome, good. Um, yeah, because it's you know it's 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 hard to um, plan for scope, you know, of yeah. of the fest without knowing like okay where <laughs> where we're gonna be at. What what I really liked about this year though is that because we didn't do single admission, it was all badge only. It was the same group of people throughout the weekend. Yeah. And so it was a little more intimate, but I really um, appreciated that because I think that there were a lot more personal connections made. And with so many of the filmmakers who attended the access. Crazy. How many people? Oh, that's good. Talk to you. They're like, hey, I saw you yesterday. Yeah, you like that movie, right? And it, it was great just <laughs> being able to just talk to random people that you saw every weekend. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be a challenge because October is such a... Like a shit show, oh, <laughs> like, especially in Salem. October in Salem, yeah. There's so many people, it's a lot of chaos, it's a tiny little city. <laughs> um, so there's a sort of like chaotic energy about it. Um, so in previous years, it's been um, kind of hard to get a pulse <laughs> of like how the festival is going with people because it's it's just been a zoo yeah um but this year by you know having it much more controlled and um contained it, you know it, it was really you know very uh, unique direct experience and um so i so i, I want to figure out ways to keep that alive moving forward i'm with that i like that a very good way to kind of keep it going I mean, it would be good to, you know, eventually have people come from the outside who aren't badge holders go in there. But like you said, like, it's so hard to judge to see if that's even going to be a possible thing because it's just, COVID is still getting worse. There's a new variant coming out and that's why I'm getting my booster because I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to get in touch with this. And yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I'm going to be getting VIP like I do every year. So I'll, I'll be there every day. Aaron will be with me every day too. We always get VIP, um, you know support as much as we possibly can um we supported a lot with the uh, the abortion that you were doing this year too trying to you know give them the money that they need down in texas which they still you know do need support them as much as possible over there because 
it's always a never-ending battle there. And it's oh, yeah. sad. Uh, it's very, very sad. But that's the harsh reality of everything, you know. Um, but I think that's pretty much all I have for questions for you uh, this year. Aaron, is there anything that you want to spitball before we jump into this? Um, no, nothing's popping in my head, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I think we pretty much covered everything. Yeah, I think you, you... you feeling good, Kay, about that? Is there anything that I missed? Yeah. Yeah. Well, just thank you. I just want to say thank you so much. I really appreciate what you said and uh, and your support over the years. It really means a lot to me. Well, thank you. and um, Thank you for coming on. <laughs> we're definitely not going anywhere. We'll always be here to support you. Keep doing what you're doing and be the rock star you are. Merry, merry Christmas. Don't change kids, stay with unscripted un unhinged un whatever you want to call it of review <laughs> of games. deadly games yeah. aka um, perfect <laughs> just like the movie exactly um for real though <laughs> yeah I, I was gonna go off the bat right now and just say yeah a lot of people are saying this is like you know the home alone or equivalent you know it came out a year before um it's french it's good um you know, the main character Tommy has a badass haircut. Uh, that's probably why he, coming back, yeah, though. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why he got the role, to be honest. <laughs> um, it is fitting, though. It worked. Yeah, and I gotta say, I love like that the knockoff Eye the Tiger um song that they have in the beginning. <laughs> I know, me too. And oh the Christmas, God. I think it's called Merry Christmas. It's like a, oh. ho- a holiday rendition of Eye the Tiger. It's yeah. so cool. It's great. Um, I didn't really go into too many facts with this because the movie itself already has so much stuff it throws at you. Um, okay, I know you have like the the 4K version of this. You have the Vinegar Syndrome version, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was the uh, the American film genre archive restored it. Yeah. Um, and I was I was reading up a little bit of facts. I guess this was kind of a lost film in a way. And then like in was it 2018 it, was... it came back and went to the festival. Or yeah, it was, something I was reading. That's yeah, I like, read some. You can only get bootlegs for a while. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that's kind of crazy. That it took from 1989 all the way to like 2008 for to see the light of day, basically <laughs> resurface and go to. And guess what? Where did it go? A festival. So like, this is where you got to go. Like Salem Horror Fest. I'm 
sure probably somewhere down the line you're gonna have stuff like this that resurfaces or something oh no, that would be awesome to be there to be like this is a surface film that we just recently yeah, saw like first that would, time it's been seen years that would be know? great <laughs> for you um like you know that would grow the festival i'd be like wow this festival surface films damn um, yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, we did. We showed we showed amusement. Park. We weren't the first. We we're far from the first um, screening of it. But the amusement park, you know, Romero's yep. last night, yep. uh, 1973 film, um, which is just fucking awesome. And I'm glad. I'm so glad to see I, that that was released. I saw it on Shutter first, and then I saw that you were playing. I was like, oh, now I can put, see it on the big screen. Hell yeah! <laughs> so I did, and it was great. It's um, so good. It's good to see but he's coming back up. Yeah. Well, and it's people like us in conversations like this that keep it alive, that make it so. I first heard of this movie on, um, oh, which show was it? Um, it's Brian Salisbury and Cargill. What was it called? Junk Food Cinema. Um, okay. And they, I don't um, I think they, it might have, I don't know, I remember if it was a topic. It must have been a topic. I would have probably imagined it. It must have been. Yeah, because they were, they described it, you know, essentially as like, you know, a harder edge, Home Alone. And I was like, this movie sounds fucking awesome. Um, so, and that was, that was years before they announced the restoration. So I just, I'm so glad that it exists that Me so many too. more people have seen it to be the sort of like legendary film that no one can watch to it now being available on shutter is so so cool one thing i do have to say like we love shutter almost all the movies that we are on shutter if you're a horror fan i don't know what you're doing with your life if you don't have a shutter subscription <laughs> it's Serious, like seriously like seven bucks a month you can get seven days free um by you know doing a trial and they have so much stuff and they're always adding they have great shows on um, and they bring stuff like this to light, like lost films, stuff like that. Like they had the Devils um, earlier in the year, which is crazy. That's yes. a very controversial film. I saw that. Yeah, three another times. kind of lost film, or or you know, difficult to access film over the years. Yeah, I mean, they had like a different version of it because it's like five or some odd number of versions of it because things were cut out because <laughs> of how crazy it was. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. I was like, I need to watch this as many as possible. Take it away, and it was three months. And like, sorry, we got to get rid of it. I know it was so quick. Devils, yeah. I don't think you got a chance to watch that one. I have a little bit more free time. Watch movies. Aaron, he works in a restaurant, so he's like, yeah, it was a week (laughs) working his ass off. Oh my goodness! um, Just for him to be here one day a week with me on Saturdays means the world to me. Uh, Oh well, we do it during the week if we have. Everybody, so um, give you applause to Aaron because he's a true champion over here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also thank you, Decay, for being the warrior that you are every single. But back on topic <laughs> with uh, Deadly Games, um, Dial Code Santa Claus, whatever you want to call it. Um, I have to say the Santa Claus character. One thing that I was asking myself was like, guys, um, <laughs> you just like. <laughs> Read or is he just one? <laughs> I don't know because in the beginning he's playing with the kids and they're kind of like, Oh, he's maybe not our he had friends. a fucked up. They all ran away from him and he was just, I think he's never seen. Um, Happy, yeah, I think that was also a comic oh. book. 
but there's a meth head um, that kidnaps children, but, you know, it went back to his childhood and all that. Um, that's where... But, but... Um, but yeah, Kay, what do you think? Has any kind of... Just kind of just doing his thing and... Yeah, it's quite elusive, I think, you know, um, because it's like, at first I thought, okay, this kid, you know, his family's rich, so this would be a way to, you know, I don't know, get get into the house or get access to the family in some way for money, Um, but it was like, no, I'm here to kill the kid. (laughs) Like, once he breaks in, that's all he's concerned about. (laughs) Um, So, like, the idea of like walking away with money was like okay well i guess that's not his motivation nope. here um so he's just some kind of psychopath yeah. um but also like you know not all films need to be literal you don't need a whole backstory a whole explanation yeah no. well like the movie is so opulent like this family's house this castle oh this i know yeah, i was gonna say they, they live, live in a castle yeah it's a cool it's i think this, it's like an actual model that they built too because like you can see in the shots it's definitely a model thing it's mm-hmm. really cool yeah. i wonder if that's even like standing anywhere i'm, I'm really curious to see if anything from this movie somewhere in Beautiful. the world mm-hmm. I, I would love to see yeah. some sort of part of that model. something because this kid has everything oh i know so many toys he's got generations of toys he has all of his dad's toys all of his grandpa's so that's why i kind of i see this more like a a fairy tale like everything is like exaggerated it's like richie rich (laughs) yeah yeah um and so so i the santa i think you know is more of a symbol or you know it's sort of uh this existential threat more than like an actual human being (laughs) um like i kind of feel bad for him too because it's a little creepy with the santa claus because he was like on before it was the internet and he's like arms talking to like stuff so like that kind of like gives you like the e uh okay Mm -hmm. and then he goes to apply at um tommy's mom's work to become a santa claus and then talks to a kid and he's like oh santa claus and slaps the kid (laughs) and then it's like what are you doing and then he gets fired so i mean i guess that might be a little bit of motivation right there for him to go back to the house um because he he was looking and then also getting the information from me earlier on uh, when he was sent to be like okay to go uh to security or whatever to go no pretty much he fired he leaves because he hears like information about um, the toys Tommy's going to be getting from his mom. So he goes in the back of the, the van and kills the guy and then also kills the caretakers, which we don't see any of that. I wonder if there's any um, lost scenes too that may have um, never made it to restoration. Actually, the it might be slightly missing. Um, yeah, because I was confused when he first showed up and the caretakers like answered the door. I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, was, else's house? I was like, "Is this the main house?" I didn't know it was another house down right. the hill. So I was like, "There's like something missing here." Whether it was just they never shot it, or maybe the, or, it or is lost. Um, well, they just expected people to kind of figure it out. It, I mean, there's a French <laughs> right. film in the '80s, so you know, um, it could be. Anything. Um, well, like I really would like to learn some more about French <laughs> France in the 80s because oh, yeah. I mean the amount of wealth <laughs> that 
Jeff's family has. Yeah. Um, and and the mom. That time. Just, <laughs> yeah, the mom just like it casually says, "Oh, I might buy this chain of toy stores." And her father's like, "Oh, don't you own enough toy stores already?" It's like, no. how much money do these people have? And like, um, buy and stock. Then, you know, the, <laughs> like wow, the house right. has like surround sound in the hallways. Of, yeah. like, Cameras. Uh, <laughs> He's got the gadget on his on his wrist, I which know. I've never seen yeah, at all. Like I, that's like something from like nowadays. Like you do it on your phone. All right. Um. So you yeah. had this... and and the Santa Santa using which was like an ATM kind of thing. Oh, like, I know. Yeah. It, it wasn't a mobile cafe. Yeah. It was like a kiosk. Where yeah. you could just, I guess, talk he to you to little the kids. I didn't even think <laughs> those were a thing back then. <laughs> Maybe there was Either. in France. We never had that here. I don't think. 19... I wasn't born in the 80s, so <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. So. I, I always say that we should. they had street internet. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wow, that's future. That's that's the future right there. But yeah, just with him getting motive to go there, That's that's what I'm thinking. But also, I asked the question of how did he get down the chimney? When Tommy was on the roof for high, how did he get all the way in the top of this building, <laughs> drop down with a rope? He's like, Santa Claus. <laughs> I, I understand. Yeah, because also he entered like through the ground level, right? Yeah. That's where yeah. the groundskeepers were. Like, so. <laughs> and um, then super sad scene. Oh, I know. Like, damn you. No, we don't. Don't like it when animals get dogs. Um, nothing but and children. It's on screen. It's no. not even like an off-screen death. Like, it's like, here you go, take a knife in the dog's throat. Yeah, and then like you even get even sadder when we get like the the little like montage like um, flashbacks of him carrying the dog <laughs> with his know. tongue outside his I, mouth. I'm like, what oh. is going on? I'm like, I can't he's take just this. He's sobbing and it's in slow motion, and then he. I don't know, like he, he manages to do a lot in between, yeah. like for, like trying to survive this yeah. home invasion. But yeah, he, he buries the dog, and he's got a sword and a knife, making a crucifix. Yeah, which I think is pretty badass. Like that's that's cool, but like it's just so, so sad. badass. But also, yeah, very sad. Like it's a and... little kid carrying a dog, and it's that also he witnessed like get murdered by Santa. <laughs> Makes you wonder too. Which is he... like, did Tommy? Tommy must. Or he's just like, you know, I don't know, because like, he's prepared for this, you know? I mean, Seriously, I know he's you would smart, think he but... was in Vietnam. He's yeah, like, right? I think there's <laughs> actually, I think they're trying to do like a callback or just like, um, not really a callback, but just a nod to Commando. Because I think Bedroom was a Commando poster when he's putting on the makeup. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. So I guess they were trying to like, that in it. like hey, Commando, so it's in our film. Yeah. Um, well, there's but... a lot of kind of like Rambo influence. Yeah. yeah. Even die. You're like, it definitely, I mean, it was before uh was it before Die Hard? That was around around the same time. Uh, um was, I think was Die Hard 90s, was right? I'm, oh really maybe I could, I could be completely wrong. I'm awful with, with years and dates. It's just this Aaron will look it up. Okay. Um yeah, cause it, it you know kinda has that spirit a little bit. Like the little kids kind of like Yip Kaye motherfucker. Yeah. And, and to Oh no do you have it? Uh, 90, uh, 1988 was the original. Oh! Um, okay. So it came out a year okay. before this. So I guess, yeah, they probably played off a little bit of that. Sort of contemporaries. Um, because a lot of it really feels like it's commenting on like American action cinema. 
yeah like i feel like that a, a, a parody of a lot of the tropes because it's very it's extremely like um yeah masculine and um jingoist and this sort of like america fuck yeah but it's yeah. again it's like this little it, kid in france so <laughs> and it, this movie yeah. really puts the ringer too like it starts off kind of whimsical like okay this is going to be kind of a maybe a goofy mm-hmm. horror movie but then it gets serious with the dog being killed uh, but then it goes back to comedy with the, the train and the, the grenade <laughs> that goes on for way too long um, it goes then... on so long. I was like, because I hated that because I thought the grand the, the grandfather was gonna die. I was like, I can't. I know I they can't do this. Like, you're so gonna much. kill him off. They teased you like, so much with, with that. There's been there was like five different times. It's like Grandpa's gonna die. <laughs> no, <I know. laughs> um, he's in the toy room. Oh no, Tommy just magically comes over, pulls him out of the the closet, and then locks Santa Claus in there. Boy's got some great timing on everything. Oh yeah. And, Grandpa, he's the hero of the film. He literally is because he kills Santa Claus. Blindness. You can't see anything. I think they did a really good job with that visual of him not being able to see. Oh, like, like they put yeah. Vaseline yeah. on the lens. Or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that, that was really cool. I like that. It's so cute when, um, what is it? He's like, I found the golden ring. Earlier yeah. in the film, like the kid, like it yeah, gives him all these like, sort Dungeons of like dragons or something. Yeah, these like missions and challenges for him to do, and he, you know, he's like, "Oh, great, you got, you're at level one now." <laughs> yeah, we've been so playing cute. this for years, and you're still at level one. Yeah, that was great. A lot of really scenes in this. Also, a lot of. Um, strong ones and then you get even more confused with the santa claus because when he eventually takes off the tracker that tommy put on him and puts it on i think it's like the tank he's like oh uh okay now it's your turn uh you're it So it's like is he just trying to play with tommy this whole time is he confused at what he's doing um like like, because in in the car he the um was it in the car yeah he's the police car (laughs) Yeah, this little kid's driving a police car, calling in on the radio. <laughs> and they don't and even question it. That too. That's yeah, another like, the, what? <laughs> but the when Santa pops up, he says, you cheated. Yeah. So it seems like, you know, there's this, it's really this straight up cat and mouse. Like the whole, his motivation is just to kill that kid. <laughs> but yeah, in, almost in a playful, like a cat with its prey. Because yeah, it's he like, just toys with him. Because even like when he when um, Tommy goes on the roof and he's like, "Oh, you're gonna fall! Be careful!" So it's like he's, I don't know if he's just you know kind of poking fun at him or just snarky or whatever saying that for because he genuinely like just be careful, you're gonna fall. I want to wait for you to come back and so we can actually play. Or if it's with him really being snarky, I, yeah, and yeah, he does like, don't fall because I want to kill you. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, it's very weird. Um, but I love the whole dynamic of Tommy, Dana, also Grandpa. Um, I think it was casted pretty well. I think they all like did a good job at portraying the character. Yeah, especially um, Tommy. Exactly. <laughs> this movie, I wouldn't say is a slow movie. There are scenes that are definitely slow, just like in this movie's as end, like the grenade one. Um, the montage one is is a bit long, but they're kind of doing mm-hmm. it just, you know to kind of make you feel emotional and stuff. So I understand that one. I think there was another scene that was kind of long. 
I don't well, remember. I wanted, to, I wanted to know how far away my mom worked. From I know, right? She, Five she hours. Spends, <laughs> <laughs> she spends Apparently. the whole movie on the road. Like, no one pick up the phone. It's like, why are you there yet? as hell, too. <laughs> we also yeah. talked about the Santa's the, like, cheese knife that he picks up. It starts. It, I don't, it could just be me, but it looks like it gets bigger throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Oh, maybe. I was thinking about I that. Swear. I was like, is that... I didn't know if that was a cake cutter or, I don't or know. cheese. It, yeah, cake. it was a weird-ass yeah, knife, though. A cake knife, yeah. Something like that, but that... Like, that's mm-hmm. the one scene that's, like, still in my mind from last night. That and with his tongue hanging. Like, you know you, what? Ugh. If you guys don't like seeing animals killed, um, you can watch this movie, but you'll have to skip a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely... Definitely have my eyes closed for that part. Because yeah. they, they, they do a good job of, like, signaling that it's going to happen too so yeah. it's kind of like okay this is not going to end well i'm just going to look away it's just and also at that point um the uh the dog um what is his name rj RJ's is it rj or jr 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 he's like oh. like tommy's under the table he's like get him motherfucker he's like yeah yeah, yeah. he's like yeah you got him you got him so like <laughs> yeah, at this I point <laughs> you feel very happy it's like oh, okay so then it's probably just gonna be like whoa 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 and like you know just pet him or whatever but no, this one it turns and it, it hits you super hard because it's so- out of nowhere and it's right into the throat and everything. I mean, there's like um, light kicks that they're doing with the dog. But oh, I think I that was a trainer. I think that mm-hmm. that I don't think Hopefully. the dog was actually. Um, I hope I not. Hope not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but just the way the kicks were, it looked like it was definitely a. Yeah, because it was, and it was also kind of slow mo, sort of yeah. playing with the the speed of it. Yeah, but that that knife came down right to the dog. The whole, it just the said movie before I was like very, you know, funny, comical, very genuine. It seemed very um, <laughs> sweet, you know, with all yeah. the scenes with the with Tommy and Grandpa and everything. And then realizing, like, oh, yeah, well, the mom works a lot. She has this, I guess, mega company <laughs> of, like, she's like, I want everything on the streets. I want, like, clowns, uh, <laughs> Santas, everything on the streets this right is, now. This is the scariest part of the movie for me as an event person because she's like, hi, I want to throw a parade and have a Christmas party in all our stores. And they're like, it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. <laughs> like, how are we supposed to do this today? Yeah, exactly. Day, she's just like, make it happen. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. So pissed. I'd have a heart attack. I'd, I'd probably be dead that day. Like, nope, I'm, I'm done. Sorry. Um, Seriously. Also, and it's, so it's a very, it's a very eventful Christmas Eve. I'm like, shit. A lot of yeah, that street is popping. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's right next to the uh, the internet, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody can. Go over there and tell their friends all over the internet that there's a party on the street. <laughs> Come to this kiosk. Um, but another thing is, like, there was talks of, like, Tommy's father that were, like, dad dead? Did he go away? But then we're kind of introduced to, I guess, the mom's co-partner, who I guess is a love interest, but we're not sure exactly. I think, I think, he, I think he's her assistant. I think she's sleeping with her male assistant. Yeah, that, that's what I was kind of, like, getting yeah, to. That's what I kind of figured. But then they kind of play it off like nothing's happening. Like, oh, we don't want you doing this in front of the house. But then yeah. when they're at work, it just seemed like they're just work buddies. I wonder if there was like, they were trying to do something there and it didn't work. So they just kind of rewrote it. Um, mm. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. She's a, she's a boss bitch. She's probably, she's probably like... Got the, the whole company. We're just fucking. That's all this is. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't need good morning kisses, and I don't need you to... I need you to be my assistant during the day. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's probably exactly what that is. Yeah, but they never went in with the father. The only thing that we got was, like, with the whole, like, toy room. I think like, my father's stuff, and that was his father's, and... Also, his father's father stuff, yeah. so it's like generations of generations yeah. of toys I'll live in that room. That is such just, a great room. <laughs> it's like a dream room because it's like yeah. there aren't you there aren't any walls really. It's just like this black space filled with toys. with toys. So many toys that are he says every toy my that my father got and his father before him. So yeah. it's kind of like this weird like dream space of yeah, um, which brings it back to that, like whimsical, like fantasy, like you know, yeah. vibe. A lot of like different genres are definitely pulling into this movie, but it all works. Honestly, this whole film works. Um, there's not really one bad scene, except for the grenade one. That's like, oh, come on, <laughs> eat it up. Um, mm-hmm. And as much as I didn't like that, the dog scene, I think it definitely is it plays a big part in the story because. I mean, it's, it's a horror movie. You know, yeah. Things you need have to, to die <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Raise the stakes. Gives Tommy yeah. some more motivation to get rid of but this guy. I feel so bad for him because he believes in Santa Claus oh, I know. so much. This kid's going to be traumatized. <laughs> like, he has his friend who comes over is even telling him, yeah, Santa Claus isn't real. But Tommy's like, no, he is. I'm talking to him right now in the forum. And at the <laughs> <laughs> end of the movie, it does... It, stops on such a gut wrench moment because he's like i killed santa claus i killed him <laughs> yeah. yep. and then he says they'll never find his skeleton <laughs> yeah like oh, i feel so bad for him his dog Shit. dies and then he thinks he's responsible why nobody in the world's going to be getting their gifts now because he killed santa yeah. claus yeah. and it ends right yeah. there it's just like damn what a way to end a movie and tommy went to mm-hmm. years of therapy yeah <laughs> No, he became yeah, Santa Claus or, and did uh, it to some yeah, other kid. He, that's, this is this is a prequel to Silent Night. Deadly. Oh yeah, my right. god, that, that's actually a pretty good lineup. I'm gonna do yeah. that because we are gonna be doing. I didn't um, release our um, schedule for uh, the holidays, but we're gonna be doing Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's gonna be gonna sweet. Be cool. Yeah, I love that movie. And everybody's like, "Oh, it's a rated film now," because everybody watches us. Like, but so? it's Silent Night, Deadly. Yeah, it's <laughs> I awesome. Love it. And it's the only person day. in the world, I think, the only person who has ever looked hot in a Santa suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. That that film is great. It's got Linnea Quigley in it. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. It there, was a great, great death. Iconic death. I actually have, I had um, last year, I had some screens and stuff because when we were streaming this, I would have uh, different screens and it was all like Santa Claus, Silent Night, Deadly Night stuff, and he like animated cool. the cover for me with Santa going down the chimney and everything. So I'm gonna have to try oh, to get that. Cool. I'm gonna have to try to get that um up and running for the holidays. Probably have to. What if we got something like? Do you know, like we have the windows here, put yeah. like snow on it or something. <laughs> I could probably edit that myself, to be honest. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, you, you don't see the screen we're looking at right now, but you'll. I'll send you copies of everything after, so you oh, cool. what, it, what it looks like. But yeah, it's gonna be really fun. I was saying, I went to that rant with Silent Deadly. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I just, I just wanted to point out the um. So the film opens with a 
a quote, a poem. And um, oh, that's right. it says, uh, all children believe in magic and cease to do so only until they grow up, except those who have been too disappointed by reality to expect any reward from it just really heavy <laughs> yeah i was um, reading that and i kind of just like just grazed when i was reading i was like okay whatever because it's such a heavy there's a lot of information in there it's heavy um it's a lot to unpack but i guess yeah. that the movie kind of does like the, Pol- the polar express i thought it was very like what I, the film is very much about whether or not you hear the bell ringing yep yeah um because then it means you know if if you don't hear the bell then it's because you don't believe in santa anymore or your faith is yeah, is has eroded. Um, so with the friend being like, "Oh, Santa's not real," um, I kind of feel like the Santa is in a way like a rep- representative of a child, like a, ch- a childlike loss of innocence. That's what like I was just thinking. Just yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, jaded to life's you know problems, and he's taking you it. Just out. see the world for what it is, you know, realizing the world, you know, how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is why I love films, as especially doing podcasts too. You can interpret like, it so many different ways. People mm-hmm. um, come on here that say things like what you just said that makes so much more sense um, about like what this film is. Um, when um, Halloween Kills came out, we did an interview with um, one of my friends who um, uh, does drum streams and stuff over on Twitch, and he opened up our minds so much of like how the film was good and it's not really bad. And I love that so much about doing this. Because um, I didn't even think about that until you said that. Like how it really is like a distortion of what he's representing. Yeah. And that quote really does fit like what this film is. It kind of just sums up the movie in a little bit. Yeah, so that's really good. So thank you for pointing that out, Kay. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but it also kind of reveals that, you know, a, a sad future. Yeah. For Tommy. 100% in um, his family. Grandpa didn't yeah. really see what happened, but he knew what was happening. <laughs> but um, well, Grandpa saved Grandpa, the day. It, well, he also, um, it seemed like he is someone who uh, held on to his sort of wonder and childlike for sure um, yeah. demeanor. Like he was always so playful with Tommy, um, and never talked down to him. And yep. um, I, I feel like you know there was. He represents like you know keeping the faith, the warmth of you know believing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And they have the whole conversation about uh, just because you don't. Um, what is it? Just because you know, basically, they have a conversation about just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not real. That's true. Yeah. And so he's like, well. We asked, do you believe in aliens? And what was another? There was a couple other uh, things. Oh, cavemen. Went back. It was no, like aliens yeah, and cavemen. cavemen and stuff. And they're like, well, how do we know any of that's real? Like, well, they have like bones and stuff like that. And that's when he was like, well, no one's seen Santa Claus. And the grandpa's like, well, Santa Claus isn't dead. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he uh, technically is now. <laughs> so, yeah. Get those bones. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this this film was kind of like all over the place. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm trying to think if there's any other like really standout moments that 
bring up, but I think that was pretty much... He wasn't wearing shoes in the entire movie either. I can imagine what his feet must have looked like after this whole thing. Yeah. Well, I think he was kind of doing that so he wasn't hearing where he was. Oh, that, yeah, that's that makes what sense. I was thinking. It was like, I'm going to go around. Um, I mean, he probably could have put socks on. See, but... my dumbass would have been running around with boots on. <laughs> huge. Oh, my God. That's another so thing. So big. So big. And going back to um the, the toy room, yeah, my mom doesn't even... Like, well, I guess I can kind of buy that. <laughs> Because uh, it's so big. <laughs> you know, it's funny, too. The mother doesn't know exactly, but then the Santa, he he just walks by the... Oh, there's a secret entrance here. Yeah, I guess like, because the mother's always at work, so she oh, never yeah. has time to explain. Mommy kind of takes care of everything. Oh, he's smart. He fixes cars. He drives cars. Oh, I know, right? Um, he knows how to um, use all the cameras, all the equipment. I want to be that kid. And right. I want to be that smart Seriously. right now. <laughs> I want to, I want all those gadgets. Crazy. He's one of those like so, so resourceful. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he's like one of those kids that went to fucking college at like fourteen years old or something oh, like that. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. He's an engineer. Um, I gotta look to see if the person who played Tommy ever went and did, did any other film. There's even any info on him. There's, no info. There's I, I, I didn't get to it yet, but there's um, one of the extras on the 4K disc is an interview with him, so I, I'm going to check it out later. Is it a recent interview? I don't know. Oh my god, let, get back to me let me know. I gotta pick up that, um, that Dude, uh, it is a gorgeous disc, and, and you know, speaking of the movie itself, like it is it, the production value, I mean most European countries um, offer government funding to make films so oh, I'm really? sure that may have been yeah the, there's like grants and stuff so I, i'm sure maybe that's part of why the film is so um the production is, is yeah. so grand yeah. because um it looks very expensive but it's also so well lit and the composition of the shots are you know very yeah. deliberate and um well visioned and so it's it's also just a a beautiful looking film it is yeah, even just like watching it on Shutter, no, like, lit shots, nothing super fuzzy. There's maybe a couple of them that are kind of, um, slightly out of focus uh, a little bit. There's one with like the a fish eye lens when they're like um scoping. Oh uh, yeah. The, the building that was just like okay, but I mean that's probably because they're using something small on a small project, you know. Um, but if you know how to use right. work lighting and like the camp yeah. work a camera, you can make anything really look good, you know. Too, but yeah, it absolutely. But yeah. Um. So for the the actor who played Tommy, I'm I'm gonna butcher his name. Um. <laughs> Elaine. I know there's so Elaine, many names that. Um. Apparently he was in Splice. Have you seen that movie? The 2009. Oh. So apparently he was in yeah. Splice. That's like really mm-hmm. the only. The only thing that's popping. That's up. cool. Um. Right, I'm gonna have to look into that. Okay, on his IMDb, it says that he did some like producing and visual effects. He did visual effects on the Suicide Squad. Is this the same person? <laughs> Suicide Squad, 2021 visual effects. Um, Avatar, he did visual effects. Interesting. So he actually has a lot of good stuff underneath his belt. I mean, it's not really wow. acting, but I mean, visual oh, effects and stuff. A- Still good for Just the movie. Just as resourceful as his character. Yeah, right. Yeah, like wow. What does he look like now? Our current uh, picture yeah, of him. Back. Oh yeah, he's he old. Is, he old? <laughs> <laughs> is this the same guy? 
I'm so confused. It looks super old. He's Would he be that old? Back? I mean, this was 89, uh, right? Yeah, so. He should be in his 40s now, right? I think he's like, I guess that he was like. Yeah, I can't pull up any, any yeah. pictures, but that's just some stuff I'm reading off his IMDb. Usually IMDb doesn't lie. Hopefully that was the right person and not another person named old dude. Biden the same person. <laughs> I'm right, sorry, specifically. Yeah. We'll um yeah, I'll look up I'll look at the disc and I'll let you know. Okay, cool, yeah. Definitely shoot. Um pretty much all that I have to cover for the film. Is there any last minute thing on K? Aaron. I just want to say it's a, a really beautiful movie in the sense that it's um, the production uh, design of the film is um, very much in line with like a Christmas fairy tale. Like it kind of has this sort yeah. of magical whimsy about it, yep. like a Christmas, like a Christmas story. Um, and so it's it's really cool to see that it leans into it. You know, even just how like the fake snow looks, like it looks like um, you know sort of like a miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah. Uh, if it had a Freddy Krueger on it, um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good so way to put just, it. I, I think it's a great, a great film um, for that, for you know, just seasonal enjoyment. But it's also, um, it's fun. It's a super fun film. And yeah, it's I like how fun. we were talking about the lighting earlier too, but like how it's like, it's like dark, but it's also bright, like you said, it's like bright and like whimsical at the same time though, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it has like a sinister vibe to it, but it's also like kind of cheery Absolutely. and... Yeah, it runs through its, its uh, courses through this. It kind of, no easy, everything. And then it just fucking... And then just... it rams right into <laughs> it as soon as the dog yeah. is, is killed. That's pretty much That how. just sets the tone for the rest of the movie, yeah. basically. And then, yeah. I think it also reads very well as a straight up satire too. Like, oh, yeah. it could be very, sure. very much seen as a comment, like a, a piece of film criticism on a whole entire genre or like a tr a, a moment in genre that um, is directly reflecting. And for the record, I I don't I think logistically, it may not have been possible for John Hughes to have seen the film before Home Alone just because of the timing and what it yeah. takes to yeah, do. But, but maybe a script. I will see how long. Maybe mm. the script's been around because it is so uncanny. Like, the it similarities are so distinct um, that it's really, really hard to believe. Um you know, but I, I I can't hear the bells, so my my is <laughs> yeah. gone. So, but what do I know? But um, but it it is just it's there are too many direct um references that it's, it's kind of hard to believe that there wasn't some that there wasn't some kind of communication between well, them well, or you know, something. You know what we need to happen now is that we need uh, is Ron Hughes is still doing. Something. Oh no, he's he's dead. He's dead? No, he's not. Yeah. What? Yes. I didn't know that. Okay, well, never mind. Well, for anybody yeah. who was on production for uh, for Home Alone, this is how like un other things. For anybody who was in production for very sad. Yeah, for production of Home Alone. Or if there's anybody around, obviously Tommy is still. For anybody else that was associated with Deadly Game, Delicate Santa Claus, them to come together and make. 
a Home Alone <laughs> game movie. <laughs> yes. So that way we can we can all you know die happy. I get taunt. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? What's his name? Right? Macaulay Culkin. Culkin. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but let's do let's do a girl this time. We've had right. like what six or seven Home Alones plus this movie. It's like give girl us boys. a little girl remake on um Home Alone two. But there was a remake mm-hmm. that is like an actual that everybody's like oh, review bomb. Oh. Yeah, and I don't want to watch oh, it. Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't. I, it's a shame because the kid's funny. I know that he's the kid from um, Jojo Rabbit, the friend. Oh, okay. Um, so he's very charming and funny, but it, yeah. I mean, stick to my classic. I wasn't. I was. Yeah, I wasn't really interested in checking it out, but it looked harmless enough to me. Like, okay, this is a dumb kids film. The production looked good. Looked like it. You know, the whole movie is about just little Dennis the Menace kind of gags. Yeah. But people hate, people hate it. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Even Macaulay Culkin came was like, I'm not associated with this at all. Just so you guys <laughs> oh, know, I'm not a part of this at all. <laughs> like, okay. I think we know that you don't. Oh, that's completely. <laughs> Go do your own thing, and you're definitely. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that pretty much concludes everything from Deadly Games. Okay. Thank Have you, you so on. much. Likewise, thank you. Um, is there anything that you want to shout out for, like where anybody finds you, or anything you want people to mention to? You? Either you're doing, or you have a friend that you get a little bit, or anything like that in the world of uh, horror on your end. Uh well, uh, get your booster shot, and yes, definitely. Um, and just in general, just um, just immerse yourself in whatever avenues of the genre that you find most interesting, whether it's certain subgenres or the production angle, like just the horror genre is so, so, so vast. And in addition to all the people in the filmmaking aspect of the industry, there are so many people in film criticism and academic circles and artists in general, um, visual artists and designers who are making horror inspired um works just i don't know dig in explore awesome yep and we'll definitely be for salem horror fest next year and hopefully anybody who hasn't heard of salem horror fest before you have heard of it now and (laughs) and i would imagine i mean obviously nothing is completely confirmed right now but i would imagine that probably be a fest for here um since that's been kind of you know Taking off with you. So, for anybody who can't make it um, there in person, if there's going to be an in person one, which I'm hoping there's going to be, as long as people stop being stupid and, um, you know, <laughs> well, do, do you what they need to do, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we will hopefully see everybody next year. I want to see more people there. There was a lot of people there this year, but I want to see even more. Um, It'd be cool to meet up with people. Yeah, and um, we'll definitely uh, seeing a lot more of you. Next year, I'm sure we'll probably reach out again. Uh, I'd love to have you back on, even if it's just to do another movie or anything like just that. Just shoot the shit and yeah. talk. Our DMs are always yeah, open, so to. so anything that you think of, like, hey, you want to do this? Okay, I'm I'm down for it. And also, if there's anything that we can do to help your job um, be any easier for the Salem Horrorfest stuff, we are 100% down. We want to be supporting even more than we are right now, if at all possible. Um, so even if it's just opinions on like ideas or something, you know. Yeah, like I, 
once again, we are going to fully support everything. We're always going to be there. And just keep doing what you're doing. You're an absolute queen, and everything that you are building, I think, will be here forever. Um, and hopefully, you know, be other avenues and maybe other little things that kind of branch off from this that will make your show and fest even better. Um, is there any last things you want to say, Aaron, before uh-huh. we uh, decide to end it? Or this Kay, one. anything? So you guys good. <laughs> good. Thanks to Kay for doing everything you do for the community. And, you know, you really put yourself into the festival and, like, you know, you kind of show your personality through the whole thing. And I love that a lot. Um, doing a lot of good things for the community. That's really appreciated. It, it feels you. you guys are making me cry. <laughs> oh, well, it just feels good to finally be able to say these things on the scene for the longest time. Um, before we end it, we did do um, at the beginning of um, us doing this podcast, we Patreon stuff, and we did like a full like thirty minute rundown of your fest, and I think we finally released it to everybody a couple months back. Yeah, um, which was really cool. But I, that, I think I listened to it. The two you did like a two parter, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Something like that. Um, it's some. It's definitely in the archives. Um, but just being able to, even though it's not in person, um, it would be awesome to get you here in person at some point. But that would be way longer down the road once we actually have space for people, because that's the other <laughs> thing that's kind of, um, you know, keeping that on the fence. But just having you here in any shape or form is amazing. And thank you for giving us the time to, you know, kind of just let you know how great everything you do is and also come and review this amazing movie with us it was a pleasure to have you so appreciative thank you thank you thank you thank you you. (laughs) so uh this was the baron's hideout podcast i was your host dustin and i was your co-host aaron and now as our special guest Kay lynch founder and creator of salem horror fest thank you guys so much for being here tuning in make sure you check out the festival um make sure you check out everything that Kay does uh Lots, so you can find her there. Um, also, come and support anything that we're doing. And guys, next, much. It's spooky.